God is great, and he's better than that. Welcome to the PG Godcast, where we're going to answer the question today, bracing for impact, what can you do to make a positive impact on your world? So that's what we're going to be talking about. Once again, welcome to the PG Godcast, part of the Simple Shepherd Network, where we are changing your world with the word. Please be sure to like and subscribe and then share this with as many folks as you can. We sure would appreciate helping getting our message out. Also, please feel free to reach out to us as our PG Godcast Facebook page and our PG Godcast YouTube channel. And if you'd like to receive our daily devotions and our sessions as they come out, please like and subscribe on each site accordingly. We're also on most media platforms as well right now. And then don't forget, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at pg at thesimpleshepherd.com with any questions or topic ideas. Well, let's get ready to get started because it's time to brace for impact what can you do to make a positive impact in 2022 well one thing we know we can't start unless we have prayer because you can't walk with him if you don't talk with him so let's pray together dear lord we just thank you for this day i thank you for the one who's listening may this be a blessing unto them and they a blessing to others by letting you do something in your their lives that only you can do for we pray in jesus name amen all right, well, we're bracing for impact. Let's get going. Let's pray. We done did that. So impact, what is impact? What does it mean to go get impact? Well, to make an impact is defined as to have a direct effect on. That's what the biblical definition of impact is, to have a direct effect on. You'll hear me say a lot of times that you're born with a purpose for a purpose. Now, the purpose you're born for is to have a personal relationship with God through a personal relationship of his son, Jesus Christ, through a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, through the personal relationship of his word. Now, that may sound like a riddle, but it really isn't. So that is your purpose. But then you have a specific plan and purpose unique to your life. And that's the part that you find and discover. Well, Today is all about the topic of making an impact about discovering. Discovering what does God have for us to do. Basically taking a reset button in our nation, in our land, because we're just messed up. There's no other way you can describe it. So what is God calling us to do to make an impact in our lives? Now, here's the question. Do you believe it's time to take our nation back? I'm not talking about a party. I'm not talking about certain people. I'm talking about from the evil that seems to be so prevalent in our world today. It is time to take our nation back. Well, there's nothing keeping us from doing so except us. So we're going to brace for impact and we're going to dive into the word of God in Isaiah 61 through 5. And I'm reading from the ESV today. Now, I truly know that our founders and framers, they focused on the word of God. The word of God was very important. It was pivotal pivot, I'm sorry, pivotal in our country. And it is today. Well, I want you to know that I believe with all my heart, this scripture was what gave people the insight and the vision to desire for our United States. So it says, arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness, the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around. 
and see. They all gather. They come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. Man, that was God's promise then, and that's God's promise today. And it will be God's promise when we stand up and do what we're supposed to do as God's people. Ronald Reagan, one of my favorite presidents, said, Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. Isn't that so true? We have to stand up and be counted for God. Now, in 1782, one of the first acts of Congress was to commission the publishing of the Word of God so that the people could have free access to it. Now, that last sentence is very, very important. So that the people could have free access to it. Because it is my understanding, even though I'm no great historian, that the King of England had the Church of England, and he wanted to manipulate the Word of God for his purposes to lord over the people. Well, the founders and framers of our country realized that was not going to work. Just as the country had been founded by the Puritans, the pilgrims coming to this country, because they saw a vision of God's promise for their lives and purpose for their lives, they wanted to make sure because they knew that if the people had the Word of God in their hand, they could retain it in their head and have it in their heart. And they could understand that with Christ, you could truly be free indeed. That was how our country was founded. So that was in 1782. But this will blow you away. The Revolutionary War did not end until September 3rd, 1783. A lot of folks think that in 1776, July 4th, we became a new nation. No, it was a declaration of independence, but it had to be fought for. So in 1782, one year before the Revolutionary War was going to be ended, and I'm telling you what, this was a brutal time. 1782 was a brutal time in the Revolutionary War. With the amount of bloodshed and the amount of destruction and despair that it brought. But the people knew that they had to step out and be counted. And so they understood that the, if the Revolutionary War didn't end for a year, they realized, and see, they were putting a lot on the line. They put their homes, they put their wealth, they put their lives on the line, their families on the line. They were wanted men and not in a good way by the king. So the framers and founders, why did they do it? Because they understood what we got to understand. The word of God empowers the people to think and be free. The word of God empowers the people to think and be free. Hosea 4, 6 is a scripture that rings through my mind so many times these days. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Isn't that so true? Well, they understood that if the word of God was going to free the people because they understood that tyranny needed to be defeated. And history tells us that was the only way tyranny was defeated then. So what is tyranny? And you tell me if this isn't what we're dealing with right now. Tyranny is defined as oppressive power exerted by government over the mind of man. Tyranny is oppressive power exerted by government over the mind of man. Notice it doesn't say political party. It just means that the government is oppressing the people. That the people really don't have a voice or a choice. Isn't that so true of how things are today? But that's not who God created you to be. You can make an impact by voting and doing your best to let God's best reside in you. Because you got to understand, you are not an accident. You're not an incident. You're not an experiment. You are God's excellent masterpiece. 
I'll say it again. You are not an accident. You're not an incident. You're not an experiment. You're God's most excellent masterpiece. Now, put the United States there. The United States, if you're not one, then the United States can't be. So the United States is not an accident. It's not an incident. It's not an experiment. It's here by divine providence. We have to hold on to that. Because we might be an old chunk of coal, but we're going to be a diamond someday, but only on the vantage point of our knees. You need to understand you're being called up to rise up, stand up, and lift up the name of Jesus Christ with your attributes, attitude, and actions. That's your role right now, making an impact. You're being called up to rise up, to stand up, and lift up the name of Jesus Christ with your attributes, attitude, and actions. This war is not going to be fought with fists. It's going to be fought with faith. Because we as body of believers are to be people with the book, of the book, and do our best to live by the book. That should be your goal each and every day. To be people with the book, of the book, and do our best to live by the book. This is the only way tyranny will be defeated now. Hold tight to that. The only way we're going to get back on track is we're going to have to be people with the book, of the book, and do our best to live by the book. There is no other way. It is time to take our nation back as the Lord designed for us to do. But it's only going to be found from the vantage point of prayer, the greatest vantage point you can have to see what God has for you to do in your life is to spend time on your knees spiritually with prayer. If you can get down there physically, you do so, but spiritually is more important that you are tuned in to Jesus, asking God's way to be your way for your life because it's time to brace for impact if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land that's second chronicles seven fourteen of the esv now, let's go look at that a minute. If my people, that's talking about you, that's talking about me, who are called by my name. If you're a born-again believer, that is you. You're part of God's army. The next part is humble themselves. We have to have hearts of humility. Seek God's way, not our way. God's will, not our will. So if us, who are called by him, humble ourselves and then pray. Prayer is conscious contact with God. Like I say, you can't walk with him until you learn to talk with him. But then the second part of that is one we don't talk a lot about. Seek his face. What's his way? Lord, what's your way for my life? What's your way for my family's life? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And if not, how do I get back on track? The next part of this, the turn from their wicked ways. Man, so many times you hear on the media and they'll quote this on television and so forth, and they turn that line completely out, omit it. Turn from your wicked ways. That's called repentance, and it's a beautiful word. A word we don't want to talk a lot about because it seems to not be politically correct in woke society. But repentance is a wonderful thing. It's doing a 180, not a 360. It's a 180. Turning away from your sin and self and turning to someone. His name is Jesus Christ to save your life. It's a beautiful thing. It changed my life. It can change yours. Then, notice when we do that, then... I will hear. That means God will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Three things he does. He will hear, he will forgive, and heal. 
that promise is for you today and for me today. We just got to hold on to the nail-scarred hand of Jesus. Because you are not guesswork, you are God's best work. I'll say it again. You are not guesswork, you are God's best work. It all starts with your name being in the book. It's not going to do any good if you don't know Jesus as your Savior and Lord. All you've listened to is just words. But if you want things to change, you're going to have to have a changed heart. And it all starts with the cross. Because he came for you. He died for you. He arose for you. And he ascended for you. And the promise is that he's coming back. But until that time comes, what will you do? Let's pray together. Dear Lord, I thank you for the one who's listened today. I pray that if they don't know you, they'll say this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sin. Lord, I want to repent of my old self, reminding myself that you came, you died, you arose, and you ascended for me. I want to change life from here on out. Please, Lord, come into my heart and be my Savior and Lord. Amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved by the blood of Jesus. Praise God. But if you made that decision, let us know. We want to help you get plugged in and nurtured to a fellowship somewhere near you that will make a big difference in your life. But today is the day, the first day of the rest of your life for all of us, whether we were saved just now or we've been saved for uh, many decades. So it's time to brace for impact today. Once again, this has been the Simple Shepherd at the PG Godcast, and I'm so thankful the opportunity to be with you here today. And please remember that to visit and like and share us on all the social media platforms, specifically go to our PG Godcast Facebook page and our PG Godcast YouTube channel. And if you want to receive daily devotions I send out and you, or other sessions as they come out, just be sure to like and subscribe on all the social media platforms uh, accordingly. And if you don't have social media, don't worry. You can check us out on the website at thesimpleshepherd.com. Well, I submit that is it. So until next time, remember always, God is great and he's better than that. 